What up, guys? Welcome to Music Blueprint. My name is Gina Fontanella, one of the co-founders of Music Blueprint. And I am super excited about today's vlog slash podcast because we are talking about things you can do in quarantine so that in a few months when quarantine is over, you're making money. So let's just dive right into it. The first thing, whether you are a touring musician, a songwriter, a teacher, guitar player, does not matter. The number one thing that you need to have is a one sheet. Some of you may know what that is, some of you may not, so I'm gonna explain what it is. I like to call it a musician's resume. I don't know why I'm whistling so much. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I like to call it a musician's re resume, and basically it talks about what have you done, who have you written with, or where have you been on tour, who have you played with, maybe some pictures. I'm going to post what my one sheet looks like. I have a few. I have a songwriting one which says what my streams are on certain songs, like my top streams, who I've written with. Um, I also have a touring one which says, you know, all the different venues that I played at from the Crocodile to Hotel Cafe to festivals to everything. Um, and then I have some photos. Not, it's not really, you don't have to prove that you were there, but the photos just spice it up a little bit. You want it to look extreme, extremely professional. Um, shout out to Alex Forehand who put mine together. It looks amazing. Again, if you want help, you should hit him up because he is a guru. Um, he made my one sheet, both my one sheets look incredible. And every time somebody sees it, they're like, whoa. Makes me look very professional. A lot of times people will ask you, instead of for your website, they'll ask you for your one sheet because they want to know what you've done. And sometimes on your website, you know, you only have a biography. You don't really have all the accomplishments that you've done for the last five years, 20 years, whatever. Um, and I would definitely on that sheet put the best of the best. Like, you don't have to brag, but just list out the things that you've done you know if you've got a million streams on a song if you've gotten 20 million if you have 5 million monthly listeners put all of that information in there a lot of times when you are pitching to any kind of streaming platform um whether that be a wall or um, lowly or, or whatever, whoever you're trying to pitch to, to hopefully get your song on a Spotify playlist, it's always great to send them a one sheet and, and say all the things that your songs have already done. Um, and without them basically. And you can say, look, this is what I've done without you guys. Imagine what I could do with you guys, right? Because again, we're always keeping in the forefront of our minds that, this is a business. People are interested in numbers. It's a numbers game. Uh, it's unfortunately not always about the art. Your song could be amazing, but if the numbers don't match up, the, they might pass. So just be ready for that. Get your heart ready for that, uh, which, is, which is funny. That's hilarious. I always have to tell most people starting out in the beginning, that is like my biggest advice is remember this is a business. Try to separate yourself from your art. 
If somebody passes on your art, that doesn't mean they don't like you. They could love your music and think you're the next best best thing, but they have to get a whole label to also get behind you and your song and get them to think we can make money with this person. So it's a business. Again, if you have any questions too, please, please comment below any questions. I know sometimes this can be confusing. I am going to put my one sheet up um, for you anchor people. I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to see it, but you can go to YouTube um, and check it out. It's just Music Blueprint. And I'll, I'll, as I'm talking, I will flash up a, uh, what my one sheet, my, both my one sheets look like. So you can kind of get an idea. Again, it's just a musician's resume. A lot of times we don't have any formal, any formalities at all in music. Sometimes it can be a little free birdie, but this is as official as it would get for a resume. And it's really not that difficult to do. And you can make it really nice and make yourself look extremely professional. A lot of times I have gotten gigs or songwriting sessions or whatever, just because the thing that I sent them was very professional. Um, Rather than somebody might've had a better song than me, but the demo was not very good or their, their bio was, half crap put together so again you want to you want to set yourself off on the right foot always and a lot of times your first impression is over email it is not over person to person human to human contact so definitely get that together and you have the time to do it because you're stuck in your house (laughs) the second thing i would say and this is more for my touring musicians is get your epk together If you don't know what an EPK is, it stands for electronic press kit, which is what you are emailing people to all all your bookers. You're emailing it to all your bookers to hopefully book you a show. And it's kind of also like a, a, a resume as well, but this is more specifically, um, a little bit about yourself what, you know, a column to say like what date and what, what, uh, day you want to play at that venue, where have you played before some songs, you know, maybe attach a song or some links to your profiles, uh, you know, all your social media link, link your best ones, definitely link the one that has the biggest following and go down. Um, any blog posts, maybe a, a big blog post, you know, hype machine posted about you or uh, ear milk posted about you. you. You add those in there. And and this is kind of your, your basic format of what you will mass send out to every booker at any time. So if you're trying to book a tour in South Carolina, this is the email that you would send out. This is your template, if you will. And you'll just change some minor details, you know, about the date or, um, you know, maybe you also will add your draw. How many, how many people can you draw to that area? If you don't have a draw in South Carolina, you're like five to 10, maybe, but maybe you're huge in South Carolina. You're like, I can draw 10,000 people. Cool. Put that in the email and adjust it for every person that you're trying to contact, um, Because there's some times where I will play in California and California, I have a lot bigger draw, but then I'll go play in New Mexico and I've built a following there, but I'd I'd be lucky to get like 20 people there. 
because I don't have a big following there. But I have to adjust my email so that I'm not giving false pretenses to the booker because if I show up to the show and only five people showed up, he's going to be like, what the heck happened? There's nobody here and I hired you and you probably will never be hired there again. And that's never the goal, right? You want to, you want to, again, leave a good impression and you want them to be so stoked about you that they're going to ask you back. I've had shows where even in California, I was supposed to have 50 people there, 100 people there, maybe more, and Comic-Con was going on, and I got blown out by Comic-Con. And luckily enough, the people understood that, and they still asked me back. And I think the only reason why they asked me back was because I was nice. <laughs> and I was just kind of hanging out with them and, you know, having having some laughs with them. Um, so I, ma- I, I made it you know, I I was a good hang, right? And so they were like, oh, you're good. You're a good hang. They liked my performance. So they were like, you're really talented. Um, We totally get that you were blown out by Comic-Con, you know, and that happens, you know, but just don't let it happen twice. (laughs) The last thing, which is the most important thing, and I think requires the most detail and effort and this applies to any touring musicians, songwriters, teachers, whatever. Take the time to research venues, other songwriters, students, whatever. Research those people and put them in an Excel sheet so that you can contact them. And for and for songwriters, you can contact them now. And for Teachers, you can contact students now, right? Like you can start building your clientele now. For touring musicians, you know, build up the email list of all the venues that you want to hit. So again, for touring musicians, you're pl- you have to plan ahead. And it's a little hard right now because we don't know when things are going to open up again. I've read some articles that say 2021, we're going to allow to be play shows, but that was mainly for festivals, so I would assume that simpler shows, smaller shows with less people are going to be allowed to happen a lot sooner than, you know, Coachella. Um, but you still need to do the, 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 the longest part of that. And if you could do it now while you have the time is researching all the contact info. I would, I created an Excel sheet and I would say, you know, uh, the, the name of the venue, the contact person's name, their email and phone number. I would put both because sometimes you'll email them and they're people that are not on top of their email. But if you call them, they'll answer the phone or the, you'll at least get in contact with the manager and get the right information, right? For instance, I'll use an example. Tulsa, Oklahoma is one of the most difficult places to play Unless you know the specific person, there, there's no use in emailing. You, I, I don't even think to this day I've gotten an email back from anybody in Tulsa. But I got their phone number and that's how I've remained in contact with them. I've never gotten an email back. <laughs> they don't do email. They do face-to-face. They do over the phone. That's how they roll old school style. And... 
So anyways, all that to be said, you always want to get, you always want to get an email and a phone number and sometimes neither work, but you have no idea until you contact them and, and find out. Um, and then all, you know, just put all the details that you would need, what city, you know, you don't want to have an Excel sheet and then you're scrolling through and you're like, well, I'm trying to find California. How do I remember if these are in California or not? Put it in the Excel sheet, put it as a column, say city and also say state. And then when you go to organize it, you can click organize and then all the ones from California are there. And then you can just contact the ones from California. Um, but again, this takes the most time. It, I would try, what's a goal that I can give you guys? It kind of sucks, honestly. So I, 20, do 20. I, when I was trying to tour, uh, not trying, when I was touring and putting these together, but I was more on a time crunch because I would only have usually a month between tours. They'd be three months long and then I'd get a month off. So, and I was booking them while on the road. So I was trying to get them as fast as possible. So I would do sometimes a hundred a day, but at the end of that day, I was completely spent. So I think it'd be better if you just spent 30 minutes to an hour a day finding um, venues in whatever area you're wanting to tour and getting that information so that when coronavirus alleviates and you're allowed to play shows again, boom, you can send that email and be rocking and rolling and starting to make money. Um, and you'll you'll be the first person to contact them as well. So that gives you first dibs. For songwriters, I would make a list of every songwriter you want to work with and every artist that you want to work with and producer. I'll throw that in as well. Um, either make, again, make an Excel sheet or contact 10 to 20 DM 10 to 20 people a day. Uh, I, I think it's a little bit easier if you want to stay organized to do an Excel sheet. Cause then you can say name handle, um, and yes or no, if they contacted you back. So then, you know, you don't, you can follow up with people. Cause a lot of times with some people, they have, you know, 500,000 followers, a million followers. And that's not unreachable. If somebody has, honestly, I'd even say five to 10 million followers. They're, they're not unreachable. You just have to be consistent about contacting them until they see your name. So if they don't contact you back within a week to two weeks, hit them up again. Be like, Hey man, I'm sure you got a lot of DMS. Still would love to connect with you. Here's some songs I'm working on. And, you know, just keep updating them. And every time you get a song that you think is better than the last, put that as the link. Don't put the old song. Put your best, again, put your best foot forward. I almost said butt. Put your best butt forward. Put your best foot forward. And send your quality crap. <laughs> send it. And, uh, and again, contact a producer, a songwriter, um, an artist that you think you would just crush and really connect with. Um, don't let a social media following dictate you contacting that person. Please do not let that. And the, the beauty of social media is that everybody is reachable. I was in a, I was watching a, a, my my buddy Zen's live on Instagram the other day and this dude, Rob Dimes, uh, was in the chat and he was messaging and I was messaging Zen too and I said, I realized Rob 
was a guy that I had wanted to work with for a while. And so I hit him up in, in the live. I said, yo, at Rob, when are we working together, dude? I've been working on some crazy stuff. And he said, what's your email? Send me, or he was like, uh, what's your email? I'll send you some beats. And then he was like, send me some stuff you're working on. Boom. That was it. And now we're connecting. Now we're working on some Kalani stuff. Again, it's just, you, you can't let, you can't let social media following dictate what you do. You're all in, go for it. The, what's the worst, what's the worst case scenario? They don't respond. They give, they say, nah, I don't like your stuff. Okay. That's the worst case. Moving on to the next person. You know what I mean? Or use that as fuel. A lot of times, you know, people would be like, ah, I just don't think that that's my vibe. Like, it's just not there yet. And I'm like, all right, that's fuel for the fire, right? Now I'm going to double down. And I'm going to prove, and not really prove to them, because you're not trying, you don't want to, you don't want to put other people's opinions above your own. But you want to take the no as a, another coal thrown in your engine kind of thing. And just be like, like, Dude, I'm chugging along. You can get on this train or you cannot, but this train is going somewhere. And if you're not there at the end of the destination, that's too bad for you. Now for my teachers, this one is a little bit more difficult, but it's still doable. Again, start with an Excel sheet. I would first figure out all the schools in your area and try to figure out the music department's contact person, whether it be the choir teacher, the band director, whatever, try to get that person's info. It's usually online. It's usually in the directory online. Um, super easy to find. Email that person because they're probably still on top of their email and see if you can have a meeting, a Zoom call, you know, some people in some states right now, they're open to, you know, you can still go out into restaurants now. Like, you know, we're in phase one, uh, for California, everything's still shut down, but for other places like Texas, Oklahoma, more of the Midwest states, you're allowed to be out and about hit that person up and say, yo, I'd love to grab you coffee or I'd love to grab you a drink. Um, you know, for teachers, I would stick more to coffee. That's more of their thing. Um, but beyond, that hit them up for coffee and be like, Hey, I'd love to pick your brain about this. I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z build my teacher clientele. And I'd love to try to connect with you and see if I can help working with your students. Even if it's just grading papers, you know what I mean? Really simple and contact either contact as many people as you can, or when you think it's the right time, you know, I know everybody's state is different or country is different, but again, you want to, you want to create an Excel sheet because sometimes people don't see emails and you want to follow up with them. And if they haven't responded to you, follow up with them. Also keep an eye out for students in your area. Um, this is the one that I think is a little bit more difficult because you don't want to be just DMing kids. <laughs> that can, that could be a little weird. Um, but you know, maybe if you see if you see it as appropriate, or you know, if they're an adult, cool, DM them. Uh, for kids, though, I would I would stay away from that. You don't want to be the creeper teacher that's that's DMing kids. Um, but uh, definitely DM. You know, you might see a person hashtag singing. You're going through hashtag singing, and you see 
I don't know, some 25-year-old dude that has a pretty decent voice but could use some some techniques. And you're like, hey, man, I'd love to give you a free vocal lesson, even if it's over Google, you know, or um, or Zoom or whatever. I did I did a session over Zoom the other day. Even if it's over that, cool. But you're making money. Give the first one free. Get them in the door. Be like, yo, this one's free, but this is what I typically charge. If you like it, I'd love to continue with you as a student. Uh, you know, once a month, every other week, whatever. Um, whatever works for them. And then you can start building your clientele still as you're in quarantine. Um, because definitely for teachers, not everything has to be in person. It's best in person because there's no lag, but you definitely can teach vocals over on, you know, online or, or over Skype or over zoom or whatever. It's definitely doable, doable. Um, I did have a, uh, vocal lesson with a little kid. And again, that's, I feel like that's the hardest one to do because kids' attention spans are short. You know, you're having to sing a note and then having them sing it back to you to make sure that they're hearing the notes, right? But the session went great. So again, it's doable. You can do it. Just contact those people and um, start building your clientele. Well, that's, that's a little bit simple things of what you can do in your quarantine to start building money or building money to start building your business and making money. And again, if you have any questions, please ask them below or just any tips. If you've, if you've found something that's worked for you and, and made you money and you want to share the love again, comment it below. We'd love to hear different ideas and maybe we can share them on our next podcast and, uh, stay tuned next Monday. I think I'm going to bring up, Uh, a secret guest on all right guys have a great day see you later i don't ask for very much no just a little bit of love and a place to call home